toward the podcast. <laughs> horns, horns, horns. Only buzzers of this end. That was a little phoned in, but it was all right. Uh, the, the horns part, I was eating uh, a Twizzlers. Yeah, I found these Twizzlers. I found the Twizzlers up uh, up in the cabinet. I forgot. I got that them. always plays. That's because I forget to hit the thing sometimes. The screaming girl. I don't know what that screaming girl is. I should probably check what that is on my computer, right? That could be a mysterious. It sounds like a great virus. Yeah, get a call from the CIA. I think they want to talk to you. <laughs> They just call you now? You know, it's or whether it's nightmare, but I don't, I don't ask questions. All right, so we're doing our second episode in a row of the list. Yeah. Uh, from the book of lists, number three, suggesting that there are other books. Uh, this came from our friend Katie. Caitlin. I forgot her name twice. All right. Um, <laughs> nice. Her name is Caitlin. I forgot her name twice. Um, Wonderful. <laughs> okay, so the first list... Yes. For the second episode is 30 Things and Their Speed, which I would like Spencer to read. What is it? Twizzler, you're going to hand me the book? So we're prepared. 30 Things and Their Speeds. All right. The tip of a third inch long hour hand on a wristwatch is point, uh, zero, 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 0.000275 miles per hour. Okay. Dude, the more you know. I know that now. And knowing is half the battle. The growth rate. <laughs> Of some baboons, not all of them, some baboons, is three feet a day? What? No. I mean, it's in the book. It has to be true. It's in a book from 1983. Right? Yeah. With, with uh, there's, there's, uh, there's no bibliography, but there's an index. Ooh, special money off for saving. But, um, yeah, so... That's that, not expired. So they're a full-grown adult in half a week? Um, that, they just don't stop, man. <laughs> Killer baboons that so they grow at a rate of point zero 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 uh, two three seven miles an hour. The average ground speed of the three-toed sloth, or for uh, our scientists, the Bradypus tridactylus. Nailed it. What? Uh, uh, Bradypus tridactylus. You know the Latin term because we use a dead language to science things. For it's so reason. that no one changes the language. That's why we use a dead language. Maybe so, but either way, this is Because you understand the difference between a living language and de a dead language, right? I can use my context clues. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, the, the uh, sloth moves at a rocketing speed of 0 .068 to <coughs> <coughs> .098 miles per hour. You ever see those things try to love a cat? It looks like they're choking it because they're like they hug it and they do it real slow and it's like oh, it looks like they're just trying to choke a cat out. It's uh, love is pain. Uh, let's see. The speed of a giant tortoise is point uh, one seven miles an hour. We're getting faster. We're almost at whole numbers. I saw a giant <laughs> sea turtle once in the, in Florida. It came out of the water and a dog barked at it and it went back in the water. May I quizzle real quick? Yeah. Yeah, there are Twizzlers going around on the podcast, cool. so that's why everything is not less quality than the last one we just recorded, because we have Twizzlers, like children. Sarah's the only one without Twizzlers. 
super looking can upset with us. You can get Twizzlers here. You want Twizzlers? I thought you were doing it into a defiance like mother status. Like, you know, like, he's like, I'm not eating the Twizzlers. I'm doing it being a professional. Sarah, 10 minutes, his dad would be like, yo, I'm Twizzled the fuck up. Yeah, we getting Twizzled on Twizzlers. Putting it out there. We're not sponsored, but the CEO of Twizzlers, if you're listening, DM us. Yeah, we're 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 sponsoring you. We'll take any and all sponsors. That's how you do it. You you just start promoting a product, and they'll either ignore you because you're horrible, or they'll give you money because you did a good job for them. I think we're gonna get money out of this one, but we'll find out. <laughs> um, let's see. So, if you are planning to uh, swim against the current of the Mississippi River, I hope it could be. I would hope it'd be faster than three miles an hour because that is the rate that the river flows. So Mississippi River coming up in the fucking algorithm again. <laughs> <laughs> the fu- I was choking on a fucking Twizzler, but uh, <laughs> is that a punk band choking Twizzlers? Ooh, could be. <laughs> it could be choking Twizzlers. I like that name. <laughs> Uh, let's see. A brisk walking pace for a human, because that's definitely a scientific measurement, is, uh, 3.75 miles per hour. That's actually faster than I thought. Like, I, you don't realize how slow one mile an hour really is until you break it down into how fast a tortoise goes. Let's see. The average wind speed in Washington, D.C. during 1980 is 9.3 miles an hour. That was the most boring fact you've ever said. Hey man, I'm just reading it. The books, this is what the books got. I bet you, I bet you, it's a lot faster nowadays. Um, the average speed of who the fuck are you? The average speed of Roger Bannister during the four minute mile. Anyone want to take a guess? I'm assuming he was a person that had the record for the four minute mile. Well, um, he had a pretty decent speed. Anyone want to take a guess at how fast his average speed was? Like four minutes and something. We're going to do miles per hour. Oh. I thought it was 6.5 like, You're right He did he, he, he did the 4 minute mile In 4 minutes He got me there So But uh, actually no 15 miles an hour Motherfucker ran 15 miles an hour Speedy down Right Speedy dude Speedy SOB The average speed Of the current World record holder In the 1 mile run Set by Stephen M. J. Offit In 1983 So fucking fast He has 2 middle names on July 1st of 1980, with a time of 3 minutes, 48.8 seconds, was 15.73 miles an hour. Slightly faster than our boy Roger Bannister. Uh, our boy Roger. <laughs> He's our boy now? Our boy Roger! No faster than the homie Nobody's Roger Nobody's beating my boy Roger. That's my dog! That's my boy Banny. Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> uh, let's see. The fastest passenger elevator in the Sunshine 60 building of... Uh, oh, I apologize, Japanese people. Ika... Ah, shit. I'm a terrible anime lover. Ika... Ika Bukuro of Tokyo. That's right. Uh, yeah. So the average speed of the... Uh, or, sorry, the fastest passenger elevator was 22.72 miles an hour. Why? I'm not going to lie. It sounds like it's just going to catapult you into the ceiling. Yeah, it doesn't sound... That sounds too fast. They obviously have never been on the Tower, Tower of Terror at Disneyland, though, because I'm pretty sure it's way faster. Or Disney World, excuse me. Welcome to the Tower of Terror. A white wall, you fall! <laughs> I went on it when I was 12, and I still remember that shit. Let's see, Eric Hyden's speed in the 500-meter speed skating event in the 1980 Winter Olympics with a time of 38.03 seconds, 29.41 miles an hour. That's that's kind of like a terrifying speed to be on skates for. Yeah. I, I just, I can't imagine that. 
Dude, but, some people on skateboards, man, when I see them like rolling down the road and they're like pushing, like oh, they dude, do that like, gallop thing, the I'm like, they're going to fall, man. I'm like, stop them. I'm like, they're going to fall. I'm afraid. The, the they're just board, not nard. The longboarder's bombing hills in New Zealand. Like, it's just nothing. Like, yeah, I'm just 70 miles an hour and it's like, whatever. I was like, you make one wrong move, bro. There's a longboarding culture who call, like, skateboarders shortboarders. Yes. They're, like, they're pussies. I'm pretty sure I saw That's the same intense, video. Yeah. The one guy drives a Toyota van. I'm pretty sure I saw the same video. <laughs> but anywho. Like, I've never seen you bag 5 on anything, so shit. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we put this Eric Hyden gentleman against the Warthog, um, unfortunately he would lose because his 29.41 would not outdo the Warthog's 30 miles an hour. Imagine being the fastest speed skater in the world just for a fat pig to just bolt past you. Just think about that for a second. Alright, a cheetah in a hurry is 60 miles an hour. Unfortunately, they don't give us a uh, cheetah at their slow pace. Yeah, um, a cheetah like on an average. Day. They can't sustain the speed. They can only sprint. They, they, they only have, they have stop or go, there's no in-between? No gradual? Well, no, it's, it's like, they can only go like super fast for like a little stretch. Huh. Still way fast. It's, yeah. it's oh, wicked dude, fast, but like... 60 miles an hour. My scooter can barely hit that. <laughs> yeah. But if you punch a cheetah in the face when they're going 60 miles an hour, <laughs> right? you'll stop them. Or if the, sco- if the cheetah... You go away. Well, or if the cheetah catches up to me and bites me while I'm on the scooter, they're probably going to win as well. So, <laughs> gotta, keep, gotta watch out for those uh, highway cheetahs. Gotta keep a crowbar on your scooter. Keep the cheetahs away. Yes, officer. I'm sorry. I have a crowbar to fight off the cheetahs. Yeah, fight off the cheetahs. You know, the, the New Jersey New, cheetahs. The New Jersey cheetahs. Yeah. No, it's not some shitty little league sport. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, a cricket ball. Oh, we're getting international now. A cricket ball bowled. You don't throw them, apparently. Bowled by Jeff Thompson of Australia versus the West Indies in December of 1975. 99.7 miles an hour. Lots of things going fast. Could not quite get the three digits. Just wasn't there. Isn't that made of beaten by now? Like it's super fucking beaten. You're trying to tell me that a, a, the book from 1983 is outdated. Nah, you're right. <laughs> because, I mean, this this was the record in 1975, mind you. We are we are reading a book with outdated facts from an outdated book. But either way. <laughs> speed it's in of a book. ball in world's... Fa- I'm sorry, Louis. Speed <laughs> of ball in world's fastest record recorded pitch... By Nolan Ryan on August 20th of 1974, very current, 100.9 miles an hour. <laughs> wow. For, that, that, that's a fastball. That's where fastball. they get the name. Let's see. The fastest, <laughs> <laughs> the fastest bird in level flight. Not None of this angular flight. In level flight, the white-throated spine-tailed swift. That we sounds like it. an old-timey villain. That shit's a <laughs> You better watch out for the white-throated, spine-tailed swift. I'll come and get you. It does sound like that. Or for our um, for our dead language-loving people in the room, it's the Hirondampus caudacatus. But it's not about that. It's about this, the concept of using a dead language is, is a living language is always fluent. It's always changing. Grammar rules don't really fully apply because... People can change and use things under different tones and different like uh, applications. Dude, Latin just sounds smart. No one wants to hear you. No, speak but the American. reason the reason why we use Latin is it's it's word it's well known and it's a dead oh, language that no one's currently using, so they're not changing oh, the practices uh, of it. Thank you for getting super serious in my thirty things for speaking to it. I appreciate that. That's the reason why we make a Latin words. Do you know what we do for cook kitchen? Because we, you know, like in science, we use Latin words for everything. In, ki- in kitchenware and in all things culinary, they have a French word. 
for everything. So like, uh, like you ever see a sandwich station? It's a bakery. A, a, ba- a what? Bakery. Bakery. Yeah, is a, is what the name of a sandwich station is. One of the stupidest inventions ever because it's not done. Well, either way, we're on. We're up to number eighteen. We're getting there, folks. My cat's gonna eat your food. Kitty, it's my food. No, Kitty's my chicken pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> we had to stop the podcast because Professor was eating people's food. Well, I want that in the podcast. <laughs> it's in the podcast. I'm, I'm establishing it so for the people that can't see it. Oh, I'm stopping it with that so it make them feel immersion. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're part of the podcast now because, you know, they can see what's happening by me explaining it. You're one of us. Anyway, 18, the fastest ever steam train, number 4468 Mallard of the London and North Eastern Railway. I don't know what any of that, like, I know what a mallard duck is, but either way, the bitch went 126 miles an hour. Shablam. Um, <laughs> Whammy. All those steam trains are freaking badass, I'm not gonna lie. Kind of cool, like, it's the second. super, like, inefficient way, like, let's burn coal to make water hot to make train go fast. <laughs> yeah, meme caveman. <laughs> uh, I mean, make dude, power going choo-choo. Dude, they saw fire. <laughs> 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 Two, two, right. go fast, we go bring places. <laughs> the approximate speed attained in the headfirst free-pull position of skydiving, it is reassuring to know that if you fall out of an aircraft, you would probably never fall faster than this, unless you were really high up. Thank you for the colorful commentary book. Yeah, uh, really. <laughs> that would be 185 miles an hour. So if you're going um, headfirst, free-falling, I, I recommend opening your arms like a flying squirrel. So I don't skydive. I don't do that shit. Uh, you never know. You, you might just find yourself in a situation, man. You don't know. See, like, that's the situation. I'm saying that I ain't gonna pay no motherfucker <laughs> to strap himself to me with a fucking sheet from a bed and be like, oh, let's jump out of this plane. I would pay you to not do that. <laughs> I'm gonna say that there's some high-quality sheets that they use, but... I don't give a crap about the quality of the sheets. Dude, there's a lot. Wait, what do you measure sheets in? The plot, not ply. Why am I jumping out of a plane? Thread. Explain to me my end goal. <laughs> I get thread like, dude, that's like a twenty thousand thread count pillow right there. Sheet. We're done. <laughs> they anyway. talk about thread counts. You're just killing how white you are. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm very white. Well, I have, dude, have, you, have you watched Footloose? It's fucking great. Dude, uh, <laughs> they banned that whole. They banned dance from a town, and they saw what happened. Oh, we're even <laughs> weird. <laughs> uh, let's Kevin see. Bacon. That's what happened. Let's so, remake the movie with two <laughs> stepping, and I want to be the Kevin Bacon character. <laughs> Let's see. So, the speed of a nerve impulse along a nerve in your body, approximately 400 feet per second, equates to 205 miles an hour. So, if I stab you, you, you it'll take you whatever 205 miles an hour equates to in time. That's not speed. That's how long it'll take you to feel it. Anyway, the speed of sound at sea level at 20 degrees Celsius is 758 miles an hour. So, really, we're all talking really fast, if you think about it. Uh, let's see. The speed of the fastest aircraft, the Lockheed SR-71A, that I actually know what it is. You want to hear me talk real quick? Is it still the fastest plane? Uh, I believe so, actually. That's crazy that one of these facts is still a fact. Well, very well, fast doesn't mean maneuverable. So, like... I just said fast. I know, but, like, straight line... Well, that's why... I mean, actually, knowing our military, they probably are just building planes to go really fast and go, wee! But, I mean... Maybe they I, gotta I'm get pretty, something somewhere. I'm pretty fast. sure the SR-71 Blackbird is still the fastest airplane, but then again, I think the one I learned about them was, like, when I was a kid in the 90s. Either way, 
They go when I was a, a, kid in the night. a whopping 2,193 miles an hour. That is, that's fucking, yeah, that's fast. I like it. I've gone 100 miles an hour in a car, so close. Uh, that's not impressive after what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If we t- if we look back at uh, if you never brisk, hit about 20, you never spin. If we look back at a brisk walking pace of a human at 3.75 miles an hour, not too shabby. Yeah, I guess not too so. shabby. It's a machine assisted one hundred miles an hour. He's walking briskly. Calm down. <laughs> His pants just fell down. Get him. That's hard one to listen to our last episode. That <laughs> happened to us just now. We're time traveling. Ah, speaking of military, the speed of a bullet from a standard U.S. Army M16 rifle, uh, three thousand two hundred fifty feet per second, equates to two thousand twenty uh, two thousand two hundred fifty miles an hour. We're almost here, folks. Don't worry. Twenty-four. The highest man, or the highest man-made rotary speed of earthbound object, i.e., like what a kind of other bound object would it be? Well, funny you mentioned that. It's a swirling, a swirling, tapering six-inch carbon fiber rod in a vacuum uh, would be a four thousand five hundred miles an hour. So pretty much, this guy made a vacuum, spun a rod inside of it. There's no air resistance, so you have no friction, and the thing spun really, really fast. Cool. Right? How did they record that data? Science rules. Did they put a strap along the rod and then record it with a primitive... Unfortunately, the information here is not provided. We're just going to roll the book. Just stick to the text. Um, <laughs> about number 25. The speed reached by the Space Shuttle Columbia on its first flight, approximately nine minutes after takeoff, was 16,700 miles an hour. I'm like trying to think how a human can like... Take that, yeah. yeah. They get trained. <laughs> yeah, yes, they do. Like, <laughs> I, no, okay. So I understand the basic answer of how do they do it? They get trained, fine. But like, how how does the human get trained to just withstand more velocity? That's like, true. I don't know. It's like getting trained because the fire. human body's fucking baller, bro. Right. I've done like mad horrible shit to my body, <laughs> and I'm still here. Yeah, my little brother put it best. Name name another thing that'll run for almost a hundred years without breaking down. Like pretty yeah. fucking crew. And you can do mad shit to it, like crazy shit. I wish I could have a car that did that. Let's see. Oh, speaking of velocity, escape velocity from the earth. If you wanted to just jump from the earth into the atmosphere and yeet yourself out of it, you gotta do it at twenty five thousand two hundred miles an hour. I'm pre- we can make or you'll come back. Well, or you'll come back. Yeah. So yeah. if you wanna if you wanna go into the uh, oxygenless space around. Yeah. Relive Futurama, that's what you gotta do. Futurama's awesome. Fucking love Futurama. It's a great show. Alright. An Atlas SLV 3C launcher with a modified Centaur D second stage. Centaur. And a file called T364 for third stage, not second, third stage, which left the Earth's atmosphere on March 2nd, 19. I'm trying my best, (laughs) goddammit. 1974. The first, oh, here, for all the lame, for all the lame brains like myself, the first space vehicle to attain the speed necessary to break out of the solar system, 32,114 miles an hour. Does that sound really boring to you? Uh, the first part, yeah, the first. It's fine. We're, we're, we're down to 28 out of 30. We're almost there. Uh, the average orbital speed of the Earth around the sun, 66, mi- or 66,641 miles an hour. Nobody's going to remember this shit. No. Of course not. Nobody's saying This is like some well, stupid... In the our last episode, we were talking about pickup lines. This one would be like the pickup lines. Like, hey, did you know the Earth rotates around the sun? <laughs> 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 
wonder which Honestly, one she'd run faster from. <laughs> well, would she run faster than a uh, fast warthog at 30 miles an hour? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you should have the book with you no, as oh, you're fucking that, saying right? the line. That'd be great. Because at that point, I pretty much just called a girl a fast warthog. That would really fly over. That would be good. That would be good. You're killing it with the ladies. I like, that you're, I like the concept of you holding the book up and then saying, Wait, I have more facts. <laughs> It's my wacky you facts book. You're his airs up in the air for the people who didn't... No, I'm not a virgin. Why do you ask? <laughs> Imagine when we say that. Uh, let's see. The orbital speed... <laughs> now all these seem even lamer. They are lame. You're lame. The orbital speed of an electron <laughs> in a uranium atom is 5,406,077 miles an hour. Uh, no one cares. Blown away over here. No, you. And finally, for number 30, the speed of light... Six hundred and seventy million two hundred fifty-one thousand six hundred miles an hour. Yeah, but I'm awesome, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so you just jump oh, out yeah. of this universe. <laughs> I love that kid. I know fast Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> when you were young, you know that kid, that like chubby kid <laughs> that had a little too much to say, that sat in the back of the room and the teacher would say some shit. And he'd be like, "Yeah, I got a car that goes faster." <laughs> and you'd be like, "You have a car?" He goes, "Yep, yeah, I got two. <laughs> you're like, you do not own a car. You are nine. Go. I'll give you half of this. No, 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 dude, eat that. Get all speedy tyranny. It's yours. Get all speedy tyranny. I can do a good lob. I'm catching twice. Here we go. Whoa. Wow, that worked out real well, guys. I want the. I lost my life. Six I've been bro. throwing Twizzlers before you were born. Yeah, you know, I'm My daddy was a Twizzler throwing master. Yeah, I fucking. You would rotate that twister in 2,436 miles an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everyone always run away from me? <laughs> you ever see that Hard Times arc? It goes, we listed the, the 100 greatest uh, of Dragon Ball Z episodes. Wait, no, please don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it laughs and hurts at the same time. <laughs> I was reading it legitimately at first. I was like, oh, so excited. To, I was like, which ones are the best? <laughs> They're just trying to weed out the weebs. The yeah. Krillin saga, I mean, come on. And then when you read the full headline, you're like, oh, God damn it, I've done that to people. <laughs> okay, next list. Yeah, let's do it. The sex... Six best lines from drunks at auto accidents. This sounds right up my alley. Six best lines from drunks at auto accidents. Do you want to read it? No. Okay. I don't want to read anything. I think Ed would be be a good candidate for this one. Okay. Ed's Ed's an exaggerator. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, wait. This one? Yeah. All right. Ed's the drunk on the scene. Here we go. True. I like how this turns into whose line it is anyway. (laughs) I'm trying to take a break for a week. So, uh, as I'm drinking a sea dragon. You mean Diet Coke. I haven't drank in two weeks. Sea dragon. Right. Diet, Diet Coke. Six best lines from drunks at audio accidents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining audio these two accidents. guys with huge uh, sound systems just trying to blast them at each other like a sound off. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the correct headline right. would be auto accidents, sir. All right, Automotive, so, if you will. Here we go. From... Member of a rescue squad in New Jersey. Oh shit! So this shall be really relatable. I mean, you knew we were gonna make the list. (laughs) We're number one, bro. We're probably one, three, five, sixty. Here, here's first one. I'm not drunk, and I didn't see that house. Dude, you gotta watch out for the houses. Them bastards (laughs) will jump out in the middle of the road all the time. I've been trying to say that. 
<laughs> so I'm assuming a man hit a house. Unfortunately, the book doesn't get context. Most truck drivers are. See, I think the best part would be like if he ran into like a stop sign and now he's calling it a house. That'd be even better. That would be better. (laughs) Or garbage can. This is my home. It's a raccoon home. Raccoon home. All right. We were only trying to take a shortcut by jumping the brook. That is a Duke's Hazard mentality, and I appreciate that. I like that he he uh, read it drunk. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I thought that was just reading. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to read this run regularly because it's pretty long. The regular one. <sighs> After hitting two cement posts, a bridge abundant, a dirt mound, and a sizable oak tree, Size. can I just back out? <laughs> Honestly, man, if your car survived all of that... If you can put your car in reverse and back out of that, like, that's impressive. That's also, so... what the fuck are you driving? Because I need one. <laughs> Probably, uh, the, the old turd. The yeah. Thing, yeah. Good old turd. Uh, alright. So, the fourth one. What tree? That's all he said. Yeah. What tree? Are these all from New Jersey? Alright. <laughs> <laughs> alright. Fifth one. Oops. Yeah. That's it? Right, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's great. actually pretty good. I said it before Britney Spears did. <laughs> I did it again. That's true. All right. 83 we're talking about. And the final one. It was his fault. And in quotations. The driver had a telephone pole. No other cars were involved. Obviously, it was the lineman that <laughs> or put Kyle, the pole Or Kyle, do you want to... Or should Kyle read the next one? I mean, you could do that one. The next one is the 11 unpleasant feelings. How would you like to read 11 unpleasant feelings? 11 unpleasant feelings. How is there 11 of them? Is it all of them bad? I was like, should we all just name our own 11 unpleasant ones? From Steve Dawson, a college student in Kingston, North Carolina. Oh, I'm smart. Number one. Hanging out in North Carolina. Having your watch band pulled (laughs) the hair out of your arm. Uh, uh, 35.0, I guess, the meter. Uh, A piece of podcast between your back teeth. 35.7 on the meter. I agree with the teeth, the the teeth one. Popcorn in your teeth. I love popcorn, but the kernels. So these are thirty-five point seven. I'll give that. These are like mildly inconvenient things. No, it's worse. They're white people problems. The next one's a thirty-eight point zero, and the next one's a fifty-five. Big job. Number three, sand in your swimsuit. Ooh. Ooh. Sitting in your swimsuit. (laughs) (laughs) Or morning breath. Sand in your swimsuit. Oh yeah. That's not unpleasant. That's very unpleasant. Fifty-five point zero on the meter. Especially when you have the nets in your I do like the Kyle's shoes. That sucks. Five, your dog's morning breath is 65. What was that one? Your dog's morning breath. Oh, that's fair. I was going to say my own morning breath. The cold toilet seat, 70. Cold toilet seat? God damn it. I argue that one. A warm toilet seat is way worse than a cold toilet seat. It is because it means that somebody's recently been there. This list actually disagrees with you. It says number seven, a wet toilet seat, 75.0 on the screen. Wet toilet seat is definitely. It should be higher than all three of the things. You should have checked. Number eight, knowing that a patrolman's flashing blue lights. Are for you. Why is that not number one? You could die. Well, actually. Uh, number nine is being drafted. That's a ninety-five point zero. And death, Matt, is a one hundred at number ten. Yeah, I'm, I think we're all afraid. No, eleven yeah. right here. Eleven is a hundred two. Does anyone have a guess? Rape. Um, Worse than marriage. Ooh. Oh my god! Uh, having a break. Oh wait, no, it's marriage. <laughs> Worse than death. I meant. I I've been drinking, guys. Torture. I'm sorry, I really dropped the ball on that one. That would have been funny. Torture. 
No, the, no, it's, no, it's no, marriage. No, it's marriage. No, I just, marriage. I just fucked it all up. Uh, I'm in Kyle did a funny. So a man. Well, the book did a funny. Kyle did a funny. I just dropped the ball here. Thank you, Kyle. How fast did that ball drop? What? How fast did the ball drop? What? What ball? The the one that you dropped. Oh, it was rocketing. Exactly. It was a good, yeah. At 3,485 miles an hour. It was a it was a 100.5 on, on the oof scale. <laughs> on the oof scale. On the oof scale. I hate that scale. Oof. Big oof. Yeah, we all been there. Uh, yep. Okay, six questions students asked to stump religion teachers. Oh. <laughs> Written by a religion teacher. Oh. Aren't these like In the easiest? In Alabama. This oh is like boy. the easiest. I could do this in like a few questions. Number one, if God created the world, who created God? Fucking God, I'm done. <laughs> GG, easy. I just, <laughs> I just went dab on your grave, bro. <laughs> Number two, if Jesus is God, why did he talk and pray to himself? Why was Jesus white? He's self-absorbed, clearly. He Number wants everybody to worship him. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, if Christians are supposed to turn the other cheek. Why did they slaughter so many people during the Crusades? They were in the way. <laughs> Number four. The people in the Crusades obviously weren't turning the cheeks. <laughs> Number four. If popes were as bad as what the Book of Lists says, why is the Pope consider, considered in... Considered what? Is he considered... Uh, uh, we are floating infallible. Infallible. Oh. He's not today. infallible. God's infallible and that's his dude. This is an old book. Times have changed. Number five, is there a God? No. If there is a God, no. <laughs> why is there so much evil in the world? Let me kill my series. Because God's a joke. This is one giant reality TV, uh, reality Seriously. television show. And all leading up to number six. Shout out Motorhead. Why is religion class graded? Good point. That's, that's, good that's point. philosophical. That's, that's that a good philosophical, point. Yeah. Why is religious class? That's a good one. I like that. I got that. Yeah. Why? Because God hates you. There we go. Done. You and you particularly. Just you, Timmy, you fuck. <laughs> he said, he's like, fuck Timmy. Nice. He's like, I love everyone except for fuck Timmy. Fuck Timmy, let us pray. Actually, Would you like you. to hear the eight annoying things cats do? Yeah. I know them, but yeah, tell me. Sleep on your face. Something. Yeah, they, yeah this thing when you're laying down to go to bed, where professors like, I'm going to smash my whole body into your face. Because <laughs> that's how. on the list, I don't want to hear it. Most annoying thing cats do is just like bring their buttholes, yeah. man. And they're like, ooh. Yeah, they do buttholes. Yeah. Like, put, that, put that thing away. Put your tail down or something. Have a they're always tail. putting their asses in your face. Yeah. Yeah. buttholes. Number two, pee no in the careful. bathtub. They do honestly, like to pee in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah but honestly, honestly, same. <laughs> Wait, what? I never experienced that. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> sit, in, sit on the dinner plates. I've never had my cat sit oh, on a dinner plate. I think you shouldn't leave your dinner plates after them, your like, cats to sit on. Sit next to the dinner plate and beg for food. Mm. Number four, lay across newspapers, books, or magazines you're trying to read. So, yeah, so I'm reading. That's a definite one. Cell phones. Mm-hmm. Mark, about, well, I'm about to say, you know this is outdated when they reference newspapers and Cell magazines. phones too, bud. Well, that's... 1983. Professor loves it, dude. He's like, whoa. Your corded phone. Yeah, he sits on your phone. Stare at your face until you wake up, usually at 5.30 a.m. Yes. Yeah, for every morning. Well, my cat Blackie does that all the time. Every day. Hours. I wake up to yeah. Professor and Piccolo always, staring at me. He's always, like, hitting my face to get to feed him. Try to steal roast beef, ham, and turkey roll out of your hero sandwich. Of course. They called it a hero, so I will not respond to that. Just another reason to go vegetarian. <laughs> Whack a plastic ball against the bathroom tiles at 2 a.m. Yep. And what, 
Wait, where are they getting these plastic balls? They find stuff. They're toys. Just in the middle of the night, it's like, oh, I have a quarter suddenly, and it has to go everywhere. What's the lattice material? Ah, bathroom tile. Smack. Yeah. So you hear it sliding across the fucking bathroom tiles as Professor's, like, sliding with it. Fucking asshole. (laughs) And the last one is remains to be seen 14 preserved parts. Who wants to read it? 14 preserved parts. I'll preserve the parts. Okay, this is the one with the finger picture. Oh, boy. oh the finger picture. <laughs> the one picture remains to be seen. So, St. Bonaventure's head. St. Bonaventure. You know, we have our favorite saint. The great Catholic theologian and philosopher, philosopher, philosopher is one person who definitely did not rest Someone peace. can't read either. I'm a philosopher. Right, well, let's mock each play. other's reading skills. <laughs> Alright, I know I'm at a sixth grade level. Leave me alone, okay? <laughs> yeah. All of us were educated you, you in keep America, me in the philosopher's so our education isn't that good. <laughs> Almost 300 years after his death in 1274, his remains were caught in the middle of a French religious war that pitted the Roman Catholic Church against the Protestant Huguenots? I'm going to go with Hedwigians. St. <laughs> Bonaventure's tomb at Lyons was plundered. While his body was publicly burned, the head, said to be perfectly preserved, was saved and hidden by one of the faithful. It disappeared, however, during the French Revolution and has not been seen since. Very interesting. Also, I just love all the different French revolutions. What was the joke like? The only thing French that... Revolution is one of my favorite periods of uh, history. The only, the only thing that has more revolutions than a CD is France? <laughs> Dude, it's baller. French the French people just took over and were killing rich people. They had mock trials where they threw fucking fruit and vegetables at them when they already knew they were going to kill them. That's a waste of food. But it was fun. It's a waste of food. Yes. Yeah, they took rotten vegetables and shit, and they're like, Bardo, sang them on the back. Right. They just yelled at them and shit. It was well, awesome. Let's go to our friend Paul Broca and his brain. Paul! In one of the less frequented corners of the Musée de Rouen, or Museum of Man, in Paris, so that was my French, apparently, are numerous bottles containing human brains. Some belong to intellectuals, other to criminals. Okay, you could have smart criminals. I don't appreciate how that's worded. I'm not saying that they're good smart people, but you can have... Thank you for standing up for my people. (laughs) I got you, buddy. But perhaps the most distinguished of the specimens is that of Paul Broca, a 19th century physician and anthropologist who was the father of modern brain surgery. Dude, take the brain of the guy that makes brain stuff. Perfect. Anyway, we got George Frederick Cook's skull. Even though no. the Irish-born actor, George Frederick Cook, uh, or Frederick Cook, excuse me, has been dead for almost 170 years. 170 he, years? In 1983, so you can do the math. He still gets steady work in bit parts. Oh, God, I hate where this is going. That is, a bit of his parts still gets <laughs> steady work. Zing! Cooks. Dude, you know the writer was just so proud to fucking He's like, got you! <laughs> Cook's skull is owned by the Thomas Jefferson University Medical School Library in Philadelphia, which lends it out to theatrical groups as a prop. That's like the most thespian thing, like the, to be or not to be, I'm holding a skull. Alright, we have Baron Pierre de Coubertin's heart. Why is everything through France? Um, Lausanne, Switzerland, and Olympia, Greece are two of the most revered sites of modern Olympic movement. 
Baron Pierre de Coubre, uh, de C, the founder of the movement, left a part of himself in each place. His National Olympic Committee headquarters, but first his head was to be removed and placed in the marble column of Olympia. Yo, I want the, that shit. Where the ancient games are were held. I want you to place my body. Yeah, but I want my head on display parts. in the column, not just like shoved in like a basketball. Nah, I want you to take parts of me, put it in different places. That's cool. Put it on paper and I'll make it happen for Thanks. you, buddy. Cheers. I got you. Oh, you haven't heard about the elaborate scheme you have to be part of now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's see? fun as fuck. Yeah. Okay, so this is how it works. We're going to go dead people? Yeah, no, no. When I die, you have to steal my body. And all of his friends. All of my friends' jobs are to steal my body from what my significant other. Because I don't want to be with a person that can't take on my whole group of friends. <laughs> <laughs> and she has to defend my body from all of you trying to steal it and have a secret uh, funeral. Bro, we got Ed on our team. No girl you're dating is winning. Yeah, I know. It's a challenge. <laughs> no one said it wasn't a challenge. I always like the idea of like having my wake up at Chuck E. Cheese's but putting my body in the animatronic so I can play banjo for everyone. I love that. I just like the idea that when I die, you all do, pull tears and go, we all know what we've got to do. <laughs> but, and people right. are like, everyone prepare. Everyone's just crying and mourning and we're just like, <laughs> it's like let's do this and she's across the room like I see you I have a flamethrower like, I'm not coming in a suit time coming in in camo and war paint yeah. <laughs> I got my medicate uh, let's see Galileo's finger the great astronomer died in 1642 but his body wasn't interred in the final resting place until 1737 what? wow that they took a while for that one like that's beyond they it around probably I, I dude but like that's almost 100 years that they like that's a whole around. lifetime that he didn't get buried in. Anyway, during the final transfer of the church to Santo Croce in Florence, it's definitely not Croce, an aristocratic admirer cut off three of Galileo's fingers as keepsakes. Now, Two now belong to an Italian doctor, but the third, a middle finger, of course, sits in Florence's Museum of History of Science pointing skyward. Oh my god, please tell me they have the finger pointing skyward. Oh my Turn god. That's the finger? Turn the page. You're fucking kidding. Let me see the picture, bro. Galileo's That's what this finger. This is a great buildup. <laughs> Wait, that, his finger looks like a like a, a decrepit wizard. Let me it's, see. You know, it's show it. Dead. It's dead. That's fair. Jeremy, shut the glass. Oh, shit. It's in like a Fabergé egg looking thing. Well, I'm just going to put it in a mason jar. I don't know, man. I didn't expect it to be in a Fabergé egg. Dude, I'm buried. Maybe flip off heaven, bro. That's sick. Yo, dude, that is pretty sick. That is super sick, right? Yeah, dude, that was a good. That was a good end. I like that. I like how that all wrapped up. But I like how someone stole Galileo's finger, and instead of putting that man in custody, they just sold his fingers. Like you're terrible. Also an entrepreneur. I appreciate that. <laughs> People are smart, man. Wow. They think of the shit. You know that story about Lincoln that I probably told a thousand times, where you tried, they tried to steal Lincoln's body and hold it for ransom. <laughs> Uh, I, I actually don't think I've heard this one. No, they literally, like, there's a group of people that tried to steal Lincoln's body mm -hmm. and hold it for ransom, and a bunch of other people tried to do it, and they had to set a whole group, of, like a secret society that protected the Lincoln family because people were trying to steal their bodies. What is fucking, why? Because they hold them for ransom because everybody wants, it's, it's, it's a president. All right, I'm just going to put it on record right here. If someone takes my dead body, don't worry about it. I'm dead. I don't care. But if you were the president, it'd be different. Okay, if somehow I make it president, <laughs> someone takes my body, don't worry about it. I don't care. Listen, right, when Spencer's possible. president, 
Wes Spencer, <laughs> what, President Pellis. Scar for everyone. <laughs> First order of business. You get a scar. You get a scar. Everybody get scar. What would be a better fucking place if we all listen to scar? The National World's Anthem Vampire. is played by Money Money Boston's. <laughs> They would probably be dead by the time I become president, but that sounds amazing. I would love that. I would love that bizarro world for like a day or a week. I'd laugh And then a lot. you realize that, holy shit, society's being ran by Spencer. This is terrible. No, I would think I'm close to you. I feel like that would make it more fun. Aw. Yeah. This is, this is one of those, but we need the... Da, da, da. If I make well, it past could... you, first thing I'm doing is telling you about See, like, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. There's I appreciate a... that, buddy. Yeah. It, think about it this way. If Trump was your friend, it would be funny. Uh, what it's, uh, <laughs> you know, up until the whole church thing. But anyway, let's go back to dead people. <laughs> Joseph Hayden's head. The Austrian <laughs> composer died in 1809. Soon after his burial, a prison warden who was an amateur... P.A., so it's a fuss. Phrenologist. Phrenologist. <laughs> I said, uh, I was sounding it out, but it started with a P.A., so it's not a P.A., that's a fuss. <laughs> Uh, a phrenologist. A, oh, I'm sorry. The one that gave me the definition. A person who tries to uh, correlate head bumps with character traits. All right, people are just making up titles at this point. He was Hottie. an amateur version of this, might I add. He said amateur. Yeah, he did say amateur. He was not a professional. Uh, hired grave robbers to steal the head. The warden examined the skull, then gave it to an acquaintance, and a remarkable 145-year-old odyssey began. The theft of the skull was discovered in 1820, when the family of Hayden's patron had the body disinterred. Eventually, they got the skull back, but it wasn't Hayden's. The real item was passed from one owner to another. Some of them individuals, other organizations. Finally, it found a home in a glass case in Vienna Society Friend. Vienna Society of Friends of Music? That's where it fucking right. ended up? In 1932, the descendants of Hayden's patrons once again tried to get it back, but World War II. That, that's how they wrote that. But World War II. And then, <laughs> but World War II. Well, you know, dub dub two is whatever. Uh, then <laughs> the Cold two. War intervened. There was some gap in time there, sir. But either way, the body was in Austria's Soviet quarter, but the skull is in an international zone. It wasn't until 1954 that the body and skull were finally reunited. So, after a body part is stolen, how long is it not no longer a crime and now a collectible? Because this is what I'm getting at. at all it's got to exchange hands. I guess so. I guess so. It's like it, it's like an offshore... If you rob a body, and then I take that rob, rob part from you, or you give it to me, then it's just a fucking heirloom, bro. Do we want to continue with these? Because I know they're a little lengthy. You guys having fun? Yeah, we can. We'll, we'll finish. The Guinness later. World Record for the largest game of Duck Duck Goose involved 2,135 participants at an event organized by the Logan Rogersville School District at Logan Rogersville High School in Rogersville, Missouri, USA, on October 7, 2011. The game lasted for 15 minutes and 55 seconds. That was crazy. Why did that just happen? I thought about it, and I was like, this happened. Well, we're just rambling off facts at this point. Is that what we're doing? Right, do we do all our lists? Yeah, I mean, I, I took two out. No, 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 no. We what is it? We're at our time limit. You know what? What we like to do. If uh, I talk about more dead people, if we're not. I mean, there are seven people who are buried alive and lived. Let's hear it. Fuck it. Let's do it. 
we'll finish out with that. We'll finish out with That's that. Honestly, list. a terrifying thought. And what? What? I was just talking about the buried alive thing before. Well, back in the day, I forgot what era this was, but like they would actually have a string that went to the coffin. That's what I was bell. talking about before. You, I think it was before you got here. It was called yeah. Saved by the Bell. That's where that phrase comes from. I hate that because now my one of my favorite '90s shows is ruined. No, no. I mean, the, <laughs> show, <laughs> the show's about a fucking date rapist, basically. No, stop it. All right, yeah. Zach Morris is a fucking Zach asshole. Is trash. He's, he's the trashiest human being ever. Yeah. He, every episode is, is about how he can figure out how to lie to Kelly to get in her pants. That's yeah. every episode That's of the like show. Blonde dude, right? Yeah, exactly. terrible person. <laughs> that was the best way to put it ever. That's that blonde dude, right? Well, it turns out there's more reasons to hate Saved by the Bell besides the origin of the name. Zach Morris. No, but the or- yeah, Zach Morris. You should hate it because of Zach Morris. Yeah, you should hate it because of that. Zach Morris is trash. But they yeah, okay. they tied a string to uh, the bodies yes, that that would let them know if they were alive because of one heart. Like there was a few stories in the news about people being buried alive. Yep. You know, the, we were talking about this too. You know, the phrase uh, "blow blow smoke up your ass." Or you're blowing oh, yeah. smoke up my ass? Yes. That comes from uh, people doing uh, t- tobacco enemas <laughs> back in those days to, pr- to see if you were d- alive. They would actually literally blow smoke up your ass. So what, if, I, if I'm yeah. dead, it's going to come out my mouth? Well, if you were alive, it would wake you up because people would drink Who's so bad that they would go into fucking comas. Oh. Oh, and the nicotine stimulant? And yeah, the nicotine would wake them up. Interesting. Yeah, it works sometimes. Turns out the butthole is also good at absorbing. But it didn't, yeah. most of the time, people were already, de- they were dead. They were just fucking fucking around <laughs> with the dead body. It's the damn union. Yeah, yeah usually it was them fucking around with the dead body. So, here we go. Okay, I'm just going to end off with the author's seven thoughts for you. The reader. Okay. Of the book. The author's seven thoughts. Number one, thank you for reading this far. We hope you will let us hear from you if you are so moved. <laughs> Let's write. We should reach out. Oh, we are absolutely reach out to reach them. Out to yes. That is absolutely. You will hear back about that. <laughs> Please tell us what you enjoyed most and least about this book. Oh, we have lots of things to tell you. <laughs> An open letter to the book of... <laughs> Yo, why are you a creep? <laughs> <laughs> Number three, if you came across any errors... Or have any suggestions or requests for the next edition, let us know. I appreciate that because it's pretty much like the equivalent of saying like, definitely do that, but don't say that I said it. (laughs) Like, that's just the ultimate way to just like, anything that's falsified in this book is no longer my fault because I asked you to help me. Number four, send us any clippings or items that you feel we may enjoy or that would help us prepare this book of lists for. You asked us to send you things. I just want that to go on record. I say the consent's right there. Yeah. Please include the sources for any facts or lists you Oh, I got some sources for you. <laughs> these with a self-address You're gonna get them. stamp to envelope if you want a response. You can unlock the jeroni. Number five, if you send in a completed list and we find it acceptable for publication, Don't give me your address. You. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> give you credit. Number six, if you just feel like... Sounding off about something. Please get it off your chest to us. We read every letter that reaches us. I can't wait. Jeroni just got his new pen pal. <laughs> Number seven is the address. Oh, dude. This is I, I'm more, read it on the podcast. This is like this is like the time I found out about the doctor that uh, what is it that that found cancer and I wrote him all those letters trying to get him to sign a piece of paper. They still won't send me because <laughs> I just want him to sign cancer. Dude, the guy, the doctor that founded cancer, oh. like he like Wait. founded the actual like he founded the uh, the cells or the. The, the actual he thing in the lab. Yeah, he discovered. discovered it or whatever. Okay, because the guy that, like, if someone was like, create a cancer, he didn't create it. He's he, a dick. He discovered, I just thought it would be super goth to get his signature. 
but uh, he won't send it imagine, to me. Imagine, imagine you're a scientist and you find the cells that create cancer, and some dude just wants to get your signature for his goth collection. I think it's <laughs> mad goth. It's mad goth. I'm not saying you're wrong, but this man has fucking prestige, dude. Well, maybe he shouldn't have put his fucking address on a goddamn fucking documentary I saw. <laughs> I'm not leaving this book here. <laughs> you didn't even read the whole book. So what? I got lots of things to say to that lady. Or person. I don't know person. who it is. It's actually three people, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, three people. Uh, Both of the last names are Wallace. Okay, well Wallace is going to hear from me. Alright. <laughs> so, that's a good sidekick name. Like, damn it, Wallace. Yeah, I'll be like, Wallace, you have no idea what you're talking about. That's a... I was going to suggest if there were any closing thoughts, but I think you read them off that Kyle doing it in the 1920s, Kyle. Uh, I love that. Ni- the I love closing the- thoughts. The, the, closing closing, thought? the closing. We discussed the uh, new character recently that we wanted to talk. What was the new character? We were talking about Mistletoe Joe, and we were saying it, there was another character we came up with, and we were going to call him a summertime character. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I don't remember. Because Mistletoe Joe is a seasonal character. He only comes out during the Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Mistletoe Joe. Well, I know. He loves that was him. good. All right, so anything oh, else, so guys, before we finish yeah. off? No, my brain's bad. Yeah, yeah, we're all done here, guys. We had a lot of fun. Too we did much, too a, much lot of lists. Yeah, a lot of lists. A lot of lists. Too, and, um, too much dead languages. Yeah, too much bullshit. Okay. Look, look out for advice and uh, maybe some live streams and maybe an illegal show. We'll yeah. see. I heard them post. I heard posts the other day about a show in Lacey. I wonder if people are going to start also, doing, getting uh, ignorant. Also, uh, intense skinny dickies. Also. Okay, you just blew them up, but all right, cool. All right, see you guys later. <laughs> they don't know where the skinny dickies are. All right, well, you kind of told them. Well, you know what? Stop talking. <laughs> Support Brendan and his... Horns, horns, horns. Only closers from the sins. Thank you. No.